What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, The Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's Golden Boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 237 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Episode 237 is here. I want to thank everybody for their support once again. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. This episode here, I'm going to do something a little different. Um, Yeah, I already know I usually do, you know, the state of the bucks, you know, you know, just to, to open up the episode and basically recap their game over the weekend and then recap all the other games, but... Listen, with this A-B situation that has taken place, that's pretty much the talk right now of the NFL. And I wouldn't be myself if I didn't voice my opinion. Um, First of all, when I first found out, when I first heard about what went down, I was actually at work. I'm at work, you know, doing what I do. You know, I do environmental work. I'm... You know, I clean the hospitals, you know, you know, to make sure that, you know, rooms is clean for these patients and all that good stuff. I'm doing the COVID room, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm cleaning I'm cleaning the COVID room, you know what I'm saying? And I get a text from one of my boys that I grew up with, um, saying, A B's done. A B's done. So I see the message and I'm instantly thinking, did he get hurt? Did he get injured? Cause you know what I'm saying? Like, I see the message, but I'm too busy working, so I'm not responding to the message. He says A B's done, A B's done. The first thing I'm saying to myself is, Alright, maybe he's injured. Alright, cool. I'll catch up to it when I'm done. I finish doing my work. I go on my phone, my phone ringing off the hook now with messages. And alerts from Twitter, all this other shit. Come to find out, A.B. took off his uniform, took off his pads, took off his shirt, basically threw everything away, basically. He threw his uniform and and pads on the bench, threw his shirt at the fans, and then proceeded to jog off the court, run off the court, and throw a peace sign to the fans as he proceeded to go in the tunnel. And the first thing I said to myself was CTE. That's the first thing I thought. Like, that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, yeah, this dude's losing his mind. This dude's losing his mind. Then, as it goes on, um, you hear the rumblings about, oh, why he did what he did. And... The one thing that they said was it was because he was a few yards away or a few catches away from reaching his incentives for his contract. So now I'm saying to myself, okay, if that's the reason why he acted out the way he did, I can understand why he did it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, if I have incentives in my contract and I have just a few more catches or a few more yards to get it. I want to jump on that. But then I said to myself, this is A.B. we talking about. And if there's one thing we know about A.B. is that he is a diva. And when he doesn't get what he wants and when he doesn't get what he gets, he causes a tantrum. Just look at the track record. And I'm going to get to that real soon. Then you hear the rumblings of him and Brady having to fall out because he was feeding Gronk. Remember last week when A.B. came back, he was being fed the ball so many times against Carolina. This game against the Jets, I believe at halftime, I think he only had six or five targets. Gronk was basically getting the ball most of the time in that third quarter, and I guess A.B. felt the way. So that's one thing. 
Now, recently, we find out through AB, because now he's basically putting everything out there now. He had put out a text message that he had a conversation with Coach Bruce Arians. And in the message, I mean, listen, the way I'm, listen, listen, for me, let's just get to the shebang of it, right? Like, let, 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 let's, 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 let, let, let's just keep it tall. In this day and age right now, especially in football, everybody is hurt. Everybody is injured. At this point in the season, we're about to hit week 18. Everybody is hurt. Everybody is hurt. Now, okay, AB says that they injected him with a a powerful dosage, whatever the case may be, or whatever it was, to make sure that he was ready or whatnot. My whole thing is, you still chose to go out there and play. You still went out there and played. So you, so I hope I, ho- I hope he's not trying to imply that they forced him to play because they didn't force you to play. You had a choice to play or not, to get dressed or not, and you chose to. With the message that you showed, with the message that you gave to Bruce Arians. So, I hope he's not trying to make this out to be a, oh, they was forcing him to play, yada, yada, yada. No, you wanted to play. And the reason you wanted to pay play was because, obviously, because of your incentives. You wanted to bank out on your incentives. The whole thing with AB is this. He's burnt so many bridges. In his time in the NFL. And now you can add the one person. The one person that was there for him the most. He turned his back on him. And that was Tom Brady. Because now, for whatever the reason may be, he feels the need to throw Tom Brady under the bus. Brady and his, you know, his fitness guru, Alex Guerrero. A.B. put out a post on IG basically calling him out, saying that how how can he be getting paid for something? How can he be getting charged for something when work wasn't being done? I'm basically paraphrasing. He leaked out the text message that he had with Alex Guerrero. Alex Guerrero basically said uh, it was a very kind message he sent to A.B. and then said, you know, Give me your information and, you know, we can, you know, refund the money or whatever. All of that was done. So my hope, what I'm trying to understand is why is he, why is he putting out these text messages? Because if you really think about it, he leaked out the messages to Bruce Arian. He leaked out the message to Alex Guerrero. If you really think about it, those messages he leaked out, they don't really say much to me. Honestly, th- this is just my opinion. It doesn't really it, it doesn't really say anything to me. But my whole thing is this. He's burnt so many bridges that it is so hard to actually take him for his word. Really, because just think of the past history. Just think about it. Let's start with Pittsburgh. He has the falling out with Ben Roethlisberger. Right. He was mad at Pittsburgh for not giving him the MVP that respected year and with the Juju. So what happened? He has a falling out with Juju. He has a falling out with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Remember the game in Kansas City, the playoff game where Pittsburgh beat them. And what does he do? He goes on Facebook Live has this whole conversation with fans and having them peep into the locker room as Mike Tomlin is talking, a place where it's supposed to be sacred. You put all that out for display. You're a selfish teammate at the end of the day. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't feed you the ball. What do you do? You throw a cooler on the sidelines, cause a tantrum. That's all in Pittsburgh. We now get to the Raiders. Where John Gruden basically said, you're going to be a breath of fresh air in Vegas. What happens? That relationship goes down the wire. Because he has an issue with the GM, Mike Maylock. 
what happens? He records a conversation that he had with John Gruden. He then goes on Twitter, not Twitter, he goes on IG, puts out a video of him speaking to his grandmother that, oh, he's been released, he's free now, he's all these things. Then we get to New England. He's only there for one game. Yes, he makes an impact. Brady was feeding him the ball like crazy against Miami. I believe he had a touchdown or two. Wonderful chemistry. He only plays that one game, gets released. Now, I'm not even going to talk about the other legal stuff that he had to deal with. I'm talking about just stuff on the football field. And dude was constantly getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And then now we fast forward to Tampa. He only goes to Tampa because Brady wanted him there. To the point where this man allowed you to stay in his house until you got on your feet. Dude has a wife, beautiful wife for that matter. Two kids, I think. Two, three kids, I believe. You know what I'm saying? He let you in his house till you got on your feet. Your ultimate supporter. Probably your biggest supporter that you've ever had in the league. And then this is how you repay him. Talk about bite the hand that feeds you. That's exactly what he did to Tom Brady in this situation. Now, it's unfortunate that this happens because at the end of the day, he's going to get another opportunity. Like, that's like that's the talk of the town right now. Oh, is A.B. going to get another opportunity in the NFL? Absolutely he's going to. And the reason being is because he has talent. If this was your average Joe that pulled this off, he would never get another opportunity in the NFL. But being that A.B. is so talented, which he is, we're not here saying that he's not. He's very talented. He's going to get another opportunity. They was even saying that how, I believe, Kansas City made a pitch for him. The Cowboys, I wouldn't have been surprised at the Cowboys because you know Jerry Jones, like, he can't help himself. You know, he, you know he, he, he's got to have those bad boys. He got to have those problem, them, them problem childs, you could say, on his team. But now that he didn't let it be known that, you know, he was playing hurt, he has to have surgery, you know, by the time, you know, by the time his rehab is done, he should be ready for training camp next season. So I guess nobody now was going to touch him. But once this offseason comes, there's going to be teams knocking on his door. Why? Because he has talent. All of, all of these teams that are contending for championships... Best believe this offseason, they're going to go after A.B. Why? Because he has talent. As long as you got talent, you will have plenty of opportunities in the NFL. Plenty. Josh Gordon has had so many suspensions. So many suspensions. As it pertains to not being sober, falling off the wagon, all that shit. And guess what? He got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to make it back into the league. A.B. is going to do the same thing. The same thing because he has talent. Because he has talent. You've had dudes commit murder back in the league. You've had woman abusers back in the league. But yet the NFL is so quick to say, oh, we want to protect the shield, yada, yada, yada. Y'all not protecting nothing. Because as long as you got talent, come right along. You're more than welcome to return. You're more than welcome to return. It's to the point where it's like A.B. is trying his best to play the victim. And because of his track record, it is very hard to take his word for it. It is. I'm not even going to lie. It's hard to take his word for it. It is. We know he has exceptional talent. That's not up for discussion. 
It's his behavior when he doesn't get his way. That's the issue. Because I'm going to keep it tall. I think this whole falling out started when Brady was freeing Gronk. That's just my opinion. I don't think this shit has anything to do with his injury, with, with his injured ankle. I don't think it has anything to do with it. I, I, I honestly don't. Because I have to go at the track record. When he doesn't get his way, he causes a tantrum. When he doesn't get his way, he becomes a diva. And I think in this situation, Brady was feeding Gronk and he wasn't and he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling the way. So all this oh Bruce Arians, you know, basically said, You're done, get out of here, yada yada yada. Okay, even if he did say that, because you know, there was you know, plays designed for you where you chose not to go back in the game. At the end of the day, you quit on your team on that sideline. You quit on your team on that sideline. You took your jersey off. You took your pads off. And you quit on your team. You could have did all of this in the locker room after the game. But see, he didn't want to do that. He wanted to make a he wanted to make a, spe, a, a skeptical a, a spectacle of it. He wanted to cause a scene. He wanted to be the most talked about thing on SportsCenter. And guess what? That's exactly what he accomplished. Because that particular Sunday, the first thing they talked about was AB. So he got exactly what he wanted. He wanted attention, and he got it. And. It's a shame because you have a team that are defending Super Bowl champions and is trying to defend their crown and get ready for the playoffs. And now they got one more game to go, and now they got to walk around with this over their head. Because I'm quite sure all this week, that's all they've been talking about. Whether it was Brady saying that how, you know, we got to show compassion for him. This this was all earlier in the week. This was before he decided to leak shit out. We got to, you know, we got to show compassion for AB. If he needs help, we got to show compassion. Bruce Arians was saying the same thing. You know, all that good shit. The problem with this situation is AB does not need to be on the football field. He doesn't. He needs serious help. Serious help. I said this on the IG Live. I believe it was the same day, or I think it was Monday. I was on I was on IG Live with my SLA, with my SLA Network brothers. I said that the football field is the place he doesn't need to be right now. Now, for him, he may think it's a safe haven, but actually, no. It's actually a distraction. All these teams are going to break their necks to go after him because they think, oh, I can cure him. I can fix him. Look at every stop he went to. There was always drama at each organization. Pittsburgh, drama. Raiders, drama. Patriots, drama. Tampa, drama. And guess what? He inflicted the drama. Nobody brought that drama to his doorstep. It was him. Let him tell it. He's the victim. We not subscribing to that over here. Especially when your track record precedes you being a bad teammate. When your track record precedes you being a diva. It's hard to take his word for it. He might have a case. He just might have one. But excuse me. Excuse me if I'm not buying into it because of his track record. And it's a shame because I was very happy that he jumped on board with Tampa. He did an amazing job for them in the Super Bowl last year. He even had a touchdown catch. He had a good run this season. He had a touchdown opening game of the season. He balled out against the Dolphins. Probably those were the two best games of the season, but then he winds up getting hurt. And then, of course, let's not forget, huh, with the fake vaccination card, let's not forget that. We can't gloss over that. 
So like I said, it is very hard to take his word for anything at this point. But like I said, because of his skill, because of his talent, he will get another opportunity in the NFL. There will be a Chiefs team. There will be a Cowboys fan. I mean, there will be a Cowboys team. There will be teams breaking their neck to get him in the training camp, to get him signed, because he has talent. But football is not what he needs. He needs serious help. He needs serious help. But it will get glossed over because of his talent and skill because these teams will break their neck to sign him. So, yes, he will get an opportunity again. You know, you're not, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, after putting all this business out, no owner is going to want to go after him. All the owners stick together. All of that may be true. But it's just like I said. They've let murderers back in the league. They've let alleged rapists back in the league. They've let woman abusers back in the league. Josh Gordon got off the wagon plenty of times and was welcomed back into the league. A.B. will get an opportunity back in the league. You best believe it. You best believe it. But that's it. I'm done talking about this. I don't want to dive on it too much. I mean, I done dived on it enough. Damn near 20 minutes. But uh, I will say this. The dude has exceptional talent. And it's unfortunate that this has happened to Tampa as they go on to try to repeat as champions. It's a shame that this happened to Brady when Brady was basically the one person that was there for A.B., his number one supporter. It's unfortunate. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe all of this will fuel fire in Tampa. Who knows? Who knows? But we shall see, though. We shall see, though. But listen, A.B. needs help. It's that simple. He needs help. I wish him nothing but the best. But like I said, it's hard to take his word for it because of his track record. It's hard. When you got a track record like yours as it pertains to being selfish, a diva when you don't get your way, all that good shit, it's hard to take your word for it. It's very hard to take your word for it. And that's all I got to say about that. So there you have it. Uh, when I come right back, I'm going to go into week 17 recap of some games, not all games. And then, of course, I'm going to do my offensive and defensive player of the week awards. And then we're going to get into these picks for week 18, the final week of the season. So this is your man, Dre Day, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's Golden Boy. I'm going to take a quick little break, and your boy will be right back. Holla. What up, what up, what up? This is your man, Dre Day, from Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, and I have a public service announcement for all you listeners out there. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground in 2018, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other places people like to listen? Also, where do I find advertisers? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing and monetizing your podcast and best of all it's 100% free and 100% easy to use so if you've always wanted to start a podcast go to anchor.fm slash start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using anchor again that's anchor.fm slash start to join oh one thing you can record your episode from your phone or computer so again go to anchor.fm slash start to join and i can't wait to hear your podcast what up what up what up your boy is back <clears throat> episode 237 of sports with dre day podcast 
This is my recap from week 17. Listen, playoff time is coming. A lot of playoff spots are still, still, still up for grabs. And listen, the Buffalo Bills handled work against the Falcons 29-15. Buffalo still has an opportunity to not only they already clinched the playoff spot. That's already that's already up for taking already. That, that's already in the bag already. But they have an opportunity to win the AFC East. You know, they still got an opportunity to do that. You know, they still, you know, can take that from the New England Patriots. Giants and Bears, listen, that game had no playoff implications at all. Even though the Bears did beat the New York Giants 29-3, that ain't really saying much because the Giants right now would have been a complete disappointment. Listen, I know as much, I know, listen, I have many friends that are Giants fans and they always brag about you know, the Giants beating Brady twice in the Super Bowl. But my question to y'all is this. Without those two Super Bowls, what else have your Giants done? Because the last I've checked, they've only reached the playoffs probably once. And that was against Green Bay in that wild card game, which they lost. Other than that, they've had losing season after losing season, which meant no playoffs. And this season is no different. No different. Kansas City and the Bengals. The Bengals, 34-31 with that win. The Cincinnati Bengals locked up the in the AFC North for the first time since Lord knows how long. Because, listen, for years, it was either Pittsburgh or the Ravens who took that division. And for the first time since Lord knows how long, the Cincinnati Bengals are the kings of the AFC North. I want to say congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, who I think will be comeback player of the year. I actually thought it would be Dak, but I think Joe Burrow will have that award. Being that he tore his ACL last season, had a had a, a very, very, very up-paced recovery and got back into the league and was able to do what he did this year, yes, I believe he will definitely be comeback player of the year. But yes, salute to the Cincinnati Bengals on winning the AFC North. The Tennessee Titans made easy work of the Dolphins 34-3. With that Kansas City loss, the Tennessee Titans now have the number one seed in the AFC. Now remember, we still got one more week to go. So, it's not under lock and key that they have home field throughout the playoffs. That all boils down to what happens this last weekend, which in a few minutes I'm going to give my game picks. But again, the Tennessee Titans, they locked up their division, which was no surprise. They got the number one seed, and they got more good news because King Henry is looking like he will be ready for the playoffs. I'm quite sure he's not going to play the last game of the season, but it's good to know that he's activated off the injured list and looks like he will be good to go come playoff time. The Dolphins, listen, the Dolphins was on a seven-game winning streak. They was fighting for the playoff spot. Now, a lot of people was like, oh, who they play, yada, yada, yada. Well, this loss to the Titans proved it. They didn't really play nobody. Because you only scored three points on the Titans. Raiders and Colts. I'm proud of the Raiders. Listen, I thought that they would be out of the playoff hunt, but they're actually still in. Not for nothing. They're still in the playoff hunt. Now, they might need some help getting in, but this was an emotional game for them. Obviously, you know, the late, great John Madden had passed away who was a former coach for the Raiders. So this was definitely an emotional game for the Raiders. And they did their thing. The Raiders did their thing. They went to Indianapolis. Even though Derek Carr threw two interceptions, they went out there and they won 23-20 to to keep their playoff hopes alive. 
the Colts were already in the playoffs. So they pretty much didn't really didn't have to play for much except seeding because they wasn't going to win the division, but they were still in the playoffs. But this was a good look for the Raiders getting that win. The Patriots made light work of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 50-10. 50-10. If you want to talk about sending a message before the playoffs, this is how you do it. Even though it was against the 2-14 and 14 Jaguars. Listen, Matt Jones, Matt Jones, three touchdowns, 22 for 30. New England will be in the playoffs after not making it last season. I'm glad I got that right because I did say that they would make the playoffs this season and I got it right. I talked about, well, I didn't really get into depth about the Buccaneers and Jets, but I will say this though. Yes, Brady did lead them down the field on the last possession. 90 plus yards. A 90 plus yard scoring drive. I get all of that. But if you're trying to send a message to the NFL, we're the defending champs. It's playoff time. It's time for us to get ready. You're not supposed to struggle against the Jets. You're not. They shouldn't even have been in position to have to have a game-winning drive against the Jets at all. So, yes, it looks good on Brady's resume. You can add another comeback to his resume, but... Come on, against the Jets? Like, for real? Come on now. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? But, again, Tampa wins. And right now, currently, they are the third seed in the NFC. Obviously, the Packers, they already locked up the NFC. So, they already have their first round bye. Now, it's just a matter of seeding now with the NFC from 2-7. to seven. Tampa can still get number two. But they will basically need the Rams to lose and for them to win their last game in order to get that because the Rams have the tiebreaker because obviously they beat them earlier this season. The Eagles and the Washington football team, the Eagles secured a playoff spot, 9-7. and seven. Uh, Yeah, the Eagles... I didn't have them going to the playoffs. I actually had the Washington football team making the playoffs. But the Eagles are going. It's all about seeding right now at this point with them. The Rams beat the Ravens 20-19. to Listen, the Ravens picked the wrong time to start losing. They picked the wrong time to start losing because it's looking like the Ravens will not make the playoffs this season. I think they have to win their last game, and they need extensive help to make the playoffs. So, for all attentive purposes, it's looking like they're not going to make the playoffs. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, I believe he's lost, I believe he's missed the last three games because of his ankle. Do you put him back out there the last game of the season? Who knows? Who knows? But the Rams, look, 12-4. Playoff time is around the corner, and it's going to be a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford because of, you know, his past gressions with Detroit. He now comes to the Rams, who are Super Bowl bound as far as they're ready. Like, that team that's stacked together now, they're ready to compete for a Super Bowl. And a few years ago, they was there with Jared Goff. They traded two first-round draft picks to get you. You have got to lead this team to the Super Bowl. And it's in L.A.? Well, it might be because supposedly with the surge in COVID-19, they might be changing the venue. So who knows? Who knows? But we shall see. The Chargers beat the Broncos 34-13. Listen, the Chargers still got a chance to make the playoffs. Still got a chance. The Broncos, by all intended purposes, are done. The Niners still got a chance to make it after beating the Texans 23-7. to 
I think right now, I think it's only one spot available for the NFC. So I think it's between the Saints and the Niners going into this last week for that last seed in the NFC. The Cowboys lose to the Cardinals 25-22. This was a game where the Cardinals kind of needed because they were riding the losing streak. Listen, I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been struggling lately. Do not let the three touchdowns by Dak Prescott fool you. Listen, I don't know what's going on with their running game. Zeke can't run the ball. Tony Pollard can't run the ball. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not enjoying what's going on with this Cowboys team. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not. But, listen, playoff time is coming. The Cowboys already clinched their division. So, quite frankly, it's all about seeding at this point. And, you know, we got the last game of the season. We got the last week of the season coming up. So let's see what happens. The Saints beat the Panthers 18 to 10. Like I said, you got one more spot in the NFC. And it's between the Niners and the Saints. So let's see who wants that last spot. The Seahawks beat the Lions 51 to 29. And which I think, in my opinion, this might be Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle, his last home game, and what a way to go out. You know what I'm saying? Four touchdowns, 20 for 29, almost 250 passing yards. I honestly think that he's done in Seattle. I think this offseason, he will get traded. The question is where, but I don't think that he's staying in Seattle. I don't care what Pete Carroll says. I honestly do not think that Russell Wilson will be in Seattle next season. Sunday night football, the Packers made easy work of the Vikings. I think Aaron Rodgers has put a lock on the MVP. Me, personally, I would give it to Jonathan Taylor, but y'all know how this goes. MVPs primarily go to the quarterback. And with the season that Aaron Rodgers is having, I know there's been a lot of talk about Brady leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers' stats this season, 35 touchdown passes, which is tied for third. He only has four interceptions. He is taking care of that goddamn football. There's no way that he cannot win this MVP. Now, there will be some voters. Trust me. There will be some voters. I think the race is tighter than everybody thinks it is. Like some people got Aaron Rodgers as the clear winner, myself included. But I honestly think that this race is closer than people think. Because remember, of the whole, he was vaccinated, but then he lied, yada, yada, yada. Voters are going to take that under consideration. They're going to put their personal emotions into this. As it pertains to this MVP race. So who knows? He might get screwed out of this. Who knows? Who knows? But we shall see. We shall see. And then we had Monday Night Football where we saw Ben Roethlisberger play his last home game in Pittsburgh. Listen, it wasn't impressive. I mean... 46 passes, and you only had 123 passing yards? If that ain't washed up, I don't know what is. That right there is a sign that you need to stop playing. That is a sign right there that your, that your career is over. Now, to my, to my big cousin, Super John, who's a diehard Steelers fan, diehard Steelers fan, he has this fascination that he hopes Ben Roethlisberger come back. With the numbers that he's putting up this season, why would you want to see him back? Please tell me why would you want to see him back? It's time for him to go. There's nothing left to prove. And it's time for Pittsburgh to go out there and get a veteran quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers. A veteran quarterback like a Russell Wilson. Because obviously, 
Ben Roethlisberger is done for. He's done for. And listen, well wishes to him. You know, he won his last home game against the rival Browns. Listen, no need to talk about Cleveland. I just feel bad for them. They got a lot to think about their damn self. But listen, if you want, if 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 you if you want to go out, that's how you go out. You go out the last home game with a win. And Ben Roethlisberger was fortunate to do that on Monday Night Football, beating the Browns twenty six to fourteen. So there you have it. That's my recap. For week 17, those were all the games that were on the docket. When I come back, I'm giving out Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week awards. And then my final picks for the season, for regular season, because I'm still going to do it for the playoffs, but just regular season picks. Week 18, this is my last regular season of picks. So when your boy comes back, we going to get into it. Holla at your boy. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, Dre Day, and I have a PSA announcement for y'all. Did y'all know that only 38% of African Americans were able to identify financial terms on the PFN Index, an annual financial survey? Why is that? Because we're never given the tools to succeed in the financial sector. Will with American Classic Agency has been designing financial maps for his clients to succeed for over a decade for clients on both coasts. With Will, you will be able to create a game plan to get out of debt and create the wealth that you and your family deserve. If you're interested, please contact Will at willspady at gmail.com that's w-i-l-l-s-p-a-d-y at gmail.com or call him at 443-810-0384 it's time for Dre Day's offensive and defensive players of the week lovely what time it is it's time for Dre Day Weekly's Picks What up, what up, what up? It is now time for Dre Day's Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week Awards. I'm going to be honest with you. Offensive Player of the Week was very hard this week. Very hard. It was very, very, very hard. Last week, Joe Burrow was my offensive player of the week. 500 plus yards throwing. What could top that, right? Well, guess what? He duped, well, he didn't really duplicate 500 yards, but he was damn near close. And against the Chiefs defense, who has been very impressive as of late, I wanted to give it to him again. But I said, you know what? I'm going to give it to somebody else. And Joe Burrow, I'm quite sure you'll appreciate this because who I'm giving it to just happens to be your teammate, Jamar Chase. The ass whooping that he put on the Kansas City Chiefs. He looked like Randy Moss out there. He looked like Randy Moss against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving and Randy Moss's rookie year. Three touchdowns, 266 receiving yards, 11 catches. He did all that against the Chiefs defense. Offensive player of the week by far with those numbers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now let's go to the defense. My defensive player of the week goes to. Ha 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 ha. 
T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, J.J. Watt's brother. Yep. Him. He sacked Baker Mayfield's ass four times. Four times. Four. Four times. Putting him the 21 and a half sacks this season. He's one full sack away from tying Michael Strahan's season record. Now, will he break the record? We don't know, but yes, those are my award winners for week 17. On the offensive side, Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. And on defense, I'm going with TJ Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yes, the AFC North took over my awards this weekend. Now it is time for the game picks for the last week of the regular season. Last week, your boy was 13-3. and three. Now, if you go back to the last episode, I did say the Panthers would beat the Saints. But see, luckily for me, when I record these episodes, I record them on Wednesday or Thursday. So I got a few days to go if I choose to change my mind or not. And I changed my mind on Sunday and picked the Saints. That's why I only have three losses. The Chiefs, I lost that one. The Colts against the Raiders, I lost that one. The Cowboys, Cardinals, I lost that one. So, 13-3, shit, that's a wonderful record. Wonderful record. But here we go. Last game of the regular season. This is the final week. Let's get into the picks, shall we? We got two games on Saturday. Doubleheader. We got the Chiefs and we got the Broncos. Listen, the Chiefs can still get that number one seed. They just have to win and they need the Titans to lose because the Titans have the tiebreaker. But for this game, I am going with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs go to Denver and make light work out of the Broncos. Next, we got the Cowboys and the Eagles. Division rivals. Both teams are going to the playoffs. I don't know if this could potentially be a first-round matchup, but Cowboys and Eagles. Mm. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to go on a limb. I am going to go on a limb here. And I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I was going to twist it up. I was going to shock y'all and pick the Eagles. But now nah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys right the wrong from losing to the Cardinals. And they go to the road. They go to Philly and... Make it a slugfest. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think the Cowboys will walk off with the victory. Now let's get to the Sunday games. We got the Bengals and we got the Browns. It's already been reported that Baker Mayfield will not play the last game of the season. I guess he wants to get the surgery taken care of now. And besides, the Browns are not playing for nothing. They're not going to the playoffs. Their season is over. So he might as well get that done now. So with that, I'm going with the Bengals to beat the Cleveland Browns in the finale. Listen, it's all about seeding at this point. Cincinnati has the division. They can't get a bye. But they damn sure can get a high ranking. A high seeding. So I got them beating the Cleveland Browns in the regular season finale. We got the Packers and the Lions. Listen, Aaron Rodgers has already let it be known 
that if it was up to him, he's playing. He's looking forward to playing this last game. Me, in my honest opinion, I would sit him out. You definitely don't want to risk injury. Green Bay doesn't really have to play for nothing. They got the number one seed locked already. Even if they was to lose, they still got it. So why put him out there? Now, yes, I get you don't want to, you know, show any rust going into the playoffs. Because if you think about it, I think this would be what? He'll probably be missing two weeks, three weeks. If you was to sit him out, me, honestly, if you was to play A-Rod, I would do it in the preseason aspect and just have him play a series or two. And then after that, go sit on the bench. We can't afford to have you hurt. But that's just me. If I was the GM, that's what I would do. But needless to say, I still have the Green Bay Packers be in the Detroit Lions. Next, we got the Bears and the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings to win their home game against their division rivals. What we got next? What we got next? Next, we got the Giants and the Washington football team. I'm going with the Washington football team. Like I said, the Giants are just complete bums. Sorry, but not sorry. Next, we got the Colts and the Jaguars. Obviously, we're going with the Colts. The Jaguars are complete trash. They're pathetic. Next, we got the Steelers and Ravens. Listen, this game is intriguing. This will be Ben Roethlisberger's final game against his rival, his biggest rival, and the Baltimore Ravens. The question is, does Lamar Jackson play? The question is, does he play? Because the Ravens can still make the playoffs, but they're going to need a lot of help getting in. A lot of help getting in. But, ah, damn. This game I really can't call. I really can't call. I'm going to go with the Steelers. You know what? No. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Because not for nothing, Huntley, he's done a good job as the quarterback. I'm not even going to hold you. He's done a good job. So I'm going to go with... I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens to win their last... Their last game of the season. But again, they still need help getting in the playoffs. They still need help. So, you know. Titans and Texans. Listen, all the Titans got to do is win their game, which I think they will. And that will lock up the number one seed in the AFC. Saints-Falcons. Listen. The Saints need this win. If they win, they're in. If they win, they're in. It's that simple. It's that simple. All they have to do is win that game, and they're in the playoffs. That's all they got to do is win, and they're in. Division rivals against the Falcons. Listen, bragging rights is on the line. Pride is on the line. The Falcons can play... Scrooge and mess this up for the Saints. But I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints. Not for nothing. I'm kind of hoping they don't win because if Tampa keeps that third seed and the Saints move up to six. That will be the first round matchup for Tampa. And listen, I mean, listen, they was 0-2 against them in the regular season last year. 
but we beat them in the playoffs. But, you know what I'm saying, that defense for the Saints, for whatever the reason may be, they know how to get to Brady. Now, mind you, they don't even play Brady as much. They only played him four times in two years. Brady been in the AFC all these years. And in two years, they made it difficult for Brady, even though he did win in the NFC uh, divisional round last year. But you get what I'm saying. But yes, I got the Saints beating the Falcons. Let's see what else we got. We got the Jets and Bills Mafia. Got Buffalo. Got Buffalo winning that. 49ers and Rams. Listen, if the Niners win, they're in. All they got to do is win and they're in. See, with the Saints, I think they need to win and they need a Niners loss to get in. The Niners, all they got to do is win and they're in. But see, here's the thing. They're going to LA to play the Rams. And the Rams is still trying to have their seating down to a T. So trust me, the Rams ain't just going to let them go over there and beat them. And I think they're trying to get back. I think they lost I think they lost to the Niners earlier this season. Yes, they did. They lost 31 to 10. I think that was the first I think that was Odell's first game if I'm not mistaken with the Rams. So the Rams is definitely going to seek retribution for that. Having said that, I do believe the Rams will win this game. Jimmy G is questionable. Even if he plays, which really doesn't matter. I think they need to cut ties with him at the end of the season anyway. I think they need to just give this team to Trey Lance. Dude gets hurt too much. So it doesn't matter if he's the quarterback this game or Trey Lance. I think the Rams pull it off. So in a nutshell, the Niners are going to need help making the playoffs. Because they will lose this game, which will open the door for the Saints. But if the Saints lose, then the Niners are in. Because the Rams are going to beat the Niners this game. The, the Niners are not going to win this game. Patriots, Dolphins. The last few years, the Patriots have had a hard time playing the Dolphins in Miami. But I think that ends this weekend. I think the Patriots go to New England and win that game. Because not for nothing... This may sound crazy. This may sound crazy. The Patriots can still get. They can still get. The number one seed. They still can get it. They will just have to win. And they will need the Chiefs and the Titans to lose. So not only are they playing for their division... They can still, still get the number one seed. So, Coach Belichick ain't resting no players this weekend. No, 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 no. Ain't no resting no players this weekend. They better be lock and loaded. Seahawks and Cardinals, this just might be Russell Wilson's final game as a Seahawk against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals go to work on the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Remember, the Cardinals, it's about seeding right now. They're going to make the playoffs, but it's about seeding. It's about seeding. Next, we got the Bucks and the Panthers. Listen, all this talk about A.B., this will not be a good time for Tampa to lose. It wouldn't be. So, we already know Godwin is out for the season. We know Fournette is on IR. We know, we know Bernard is on IR. JPP is questionable. Roe Jones is questionable. 
Richard Sherman, questionable. A lot of injuries for this Bucks team. This is a 4:30 game, so this should be light work for them playing the Panthers, right? Should be. If the Bucks were smart, they would take all this drama that happened this week, take that fuel and light a fire and whoop the Panthers' ass. Send a direct message to the NFL, the last game of the regular season. That's what they should do. I think the Bucks win. Brady, you better not throw an interception this game. You better not throw an interception this game. And then last but not least, we got Sunday Night Football. We got the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders need a win to get in the playoffs. They need a win. They need it, and they need it in the worst way. Listen, there's a couple of spots still available. It's a couple. Couple of spots. Chargers and Raiders. This game is going to be very important because both of these teams are fighting for playoff spots. Both of them. The question is, who do I trust more? Do I trust the Chargers? Do I trust the Raiders? Listen, I said the Chargers was going to make the playoffs, so I have to stick with them. So I'm going with the Chargers. It would not surprise me if the Raiders balled out and won. I do remember early this season, I had picked them on a primetime game to beat the Ravens. It wouldn't shock me if they did it this weekend, but I'm picking the Chargers. So there you have it. Those are my picks for week 18. Just to recap, I got the Chiefs, Cowboys, Bengals, Packers, Vikings, Washington football team, Colts, Ravens, Titans, Saints, Bills, Rams, Pats, Cardinals, Bucks, and the Chargers. So there you have it. Those are my picks for week 18. And it's a wrap for this episode. But before I go, I have to give a quick Shout out. Two shout outs for that matter. Two. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. Because with this win last week against the Browns, he has clinched another winning season. All of his years coaching at Pittsburgh, he has never had a losing season. Now, yes. Pittsburgh could lose their last game. They'll be 8-8-1. Eight, eight He'll still be 500. He's never had a losing season. He's never had one. So, Mike Tomlin, shout out to you. There you go. And last but not least, shout out to Las Vegas Aces' new head coach, Becky Hammond. Now, yes, I had high hopes of her coaching the NBA. I was so hell-bent on having her as the first woman to coach in the NBA. But she's going to the WNBA. Now, for all those people out there that say this is a demotion, this is a downgrade for her, no, it's not. Because the Aces is about business. They are a championship contender. And besides, she used to play for them when they were the San Antonio Silver Stars. So, hey, there you go. So, Becky Hammond, salute to you. Congrats to you. And Mike Tomlin, shout out to you as well. So, there you have it. Those are my shout outs for this episode. And now it is a wrap. Your boy is done. Uh... Y'all know where to find your boy. I'm on all platforms except Tidal. Uh, Y'all can find me on Facebook, Dre Day, 
Instagram, Dre Day1985, Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. The link is in the bio. And on Twitter, Dre Day1985. Once again, everybody, thank y'all for y'all support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. And closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. Episode 237 is over. Catch y'all on the flip side. Continue to be safe. Stay safe. Please be safe. God damn be safe. Peace and love. Your boy is out. God bless.